Today, we're very excited to have Kevin Urigia from Void Media joining us. Kevin has a wealth of expertise and experience when it comes to Facebook advertising. I'll let him get into the details on that, but this is definitely a topic we've heard time and time again from store owners that everyone knows it's an area that's important to master, but can be difficult building traction, especially right away. So Kevin's going to dive into that, provide some great insight and examples that will help as you put together your next Facebook campaign. So without further ado, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Frank. And yeah, my name is Kevin Rutia. I'm one of the founders of Boy Media. So Boy Media is an advertising agency that's been around for three years, and we specialize in, in growing a lot of e-commerce brands through Facebook ads and, of course, through creative paid strategies. And in today's example, we're going to be using a sample store called Ideas by Ariana to show some creative that we've made for the store and also as well some ad copy for the store as well. I just wanted to mention, just so everyone knows, we should have some time at the end for some Q&A as well. So if you want to go ahead and type out any questions you have throughout Kevin's presentation, we should uh, be able to take some of those at the end. So, all right. Okay. And today's agenda, we're going to be going over how to find audiences to begin selling immediately which top of the funnel creatives should be running to attract new customers to your store and how to win back customers after they've left your store. There are three ways to target people on Facebook. The first way is retargeting customers, existing customers or website visitors. The second way is to target lookalikes of your current customers or website visitors. And the third way is targeting buckets of people who you have manually identified to be the best buyers for the, your product or service. I'm going to go over a little bit about these in the next three slides. So retargeting your existing audience. So you probably heard about retargeting. It's one of the most common ways how people use Facebook, especially if you're getting organic traffic or any other source of traffic, such as Instagram or from you know word of mouth. So when you retarget traffic on Facebook, it's usually people that have purchased your products before or people that have been to your website through a page traffic such as Facebook, but did not purchase yet. And how do you tell Facebook, you know, who these people are? And there are two ways for this. One is upload your emails of your customers or prospects that you have. And the second way is install the Facebook pixel on your website. The second way to target people on Facebook is you probably heard of as well. It's called lookalikes and lookalikes are one of the best audiences that Facebook gives you. And the reason why is because you could tell Facebook, hey, these 1,000 people have purchased my product. Find me more people like them that are going to purchase my product or services. With lookalikes, one thing that you do have is that you can create lookalikes based on you know, the country as well. So if you're international, you can create a lookalike in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. This is really great for a lot of store owners because it allows them to expand really rapidly. And since you know these users have already purchased a product similar to maybe that you have in your store, they're more likely to buy and give you cheaper results as well. And then the way to do this, you know, is installing the Facebook Pixel and as well as uploading your email list that you might have. And then the third way is the way that most new store owners start off with, and this is what we'll be going over more in the presentation, is defining your own targets or people to you know target on Facebook. This way you use Facebook audience insights for this, but then you also use, you know, your own knowledge of your store to sort of find out who those people are. So for this sample, we did a store that we have called Ideas by Ariana. And what we're going to be focusing on is on the yoga mats. So that's a collection that they have in their store. 
and yoga mats are really popular audience and the store has a lot of really clever yoga mats that we thought we would create for Facebook because it's one of those items that will stick out and it will stop users' attention on the Facebook feed. And that's sort of what you want to do when you're advertising or when you're creating your own product. You know, how can it be funny? Can it be cute? You know, is it colorful? What will differentiate your product from other things that you see in the newsfeed? Since we're doing yoga mats, the most clear choice that we did for, you know, finding people on Facebook is the yoga interest. So as you can see in, in Facebook Audience Insights, you can see that the yoga interest has 45 million people active a month. So you as a business owner, this is great because you know that you could potentially find 45 million people every month because you know they're active on Facebook. And one thing to also notice in Audience Insights is that 75% of these people are women. So you know that when you're tailoring your emails, when you're tailoring your store, they should most likely probably be, be female-based, but that also is good for, let's say, a man that has a, has a man yoga store. Then he knows that his target audience um, should be more tailored towards men with the colors or the language or the lingo that's being used to sell these products. So you can very, you know, get, make your store even more niche than just yoga, for example. This is something, so for something here to consider too, is that what Facebook Audience Insights tells you is that the people buying these products are in the range of 25 to 54. So when you're doing your targeting on Facebook, you can then select 25 to 54. That way it does narrow down your audience from let's say 45 million people to potentially could be you know 30 million people. So this gives you better reach and also will allow you to really target the people based on you know age in case you're selling some products that maybe someone 65 plus will not use. This is just one audience that you could use. The one thing about this audience, it is kind of large and it is kind of generic. So what we always tell our clients and other e-commerce store owners is you may want to niche down. And in the next slide, we thought of some audiences that could be better and smaller and might be better use for your targeting. But this is really good once you sort of really found out what works and what sells, and then you want to just expand and get more sales. So the next audience that we have here, you will see that's only 2 million people. 2 million people is still a lot, but now you really have honed down your audience targeting. And here on the left-hand side, you will see that we just did hot yoga, Bikram yoga, and Vinasa yoga, which are three subsets of the yoga interest. And here, this is great because now in your ad copy and in your creatives, you could potentially mention one of these type of yogas that your product or service can do. That way you're sort of helping the Facebook algorithm in the targeting of the customer. And also you can really resonate really well with the audience that you're targeting to. And again, here you could see that the audience is 83% women and average is between 25 to 54. So it goes well with the previous slide where we shows that the whole yoga interest is 25 to 54. For the ideas by Ariana, the creatives that we did for her top of the funnel is going to be, uh, we created these ads called yoga mats and we took some of her best selling yoga mats that we saw on her website and we made four ad creatives. So here are two ad creatives that we made. And here you could tell that whenever you want to do your Facebook ads for a brand new store is always pick your products, like I said before, that are going to stick out the most, that will have a effect of people to stop on the newsfeed and actually give you time to look at the creatives, look at what you're selling, and also what is that unique value prop that you have for them. 
So for these mats, it was really about the personality and sort of how different they are than traditional yoga mats are, which are usually black or gray and have no personality. So we really wanted to show that in these yoga mats. And also because, you know, they might be a little bit more expensive than other yoga mats that other stores have. So we want to show them why they're more expensive, why they're different and sort of how you can be stand out in your class. And we could, we show that in the app copy. So in that copy, we have bananas for yoga. Our cute and sassy animal themed yoga mats will make you the envy of your yoga class. Namaste in style with mats from ideas by Rihanna. So in the ad copy, we're really saying what makes our yoga mats different. And you always want to do that when you're advertising on Facebook. And then the next set of ads that we have are similar ad images, but different ad copy. So whenever you're doing ads on Facebook, one thing to remember is always try different ad copy when you're running creatives, because you never know what's going to work best for that uh, target audience. So for this ad copy, we have, how zen are you? Very zen. When mama needs a Savasana, our cute and sassy animal themed yoga mats are there for you. Namaste and style with mats from ideas by Ariana. Another thing we'd like to do too in our ad copy is just use emojis. We see that emojis really stick out in the newsfeed. And it's something that as a small business owner, it helps you sort of connect with your customers because they know, you know, it shows that you're human and it's, you're not just this big brand that can't have fun. So the second type of campaigns that we want to be discussing when we're doing advertising on Facebook is what we call them, you know, retarding campaigns or win back campaigns. And these are campaigns that you always want to make, especially if you're driving cold traffic on Facebook, because realistically your conversion rate on a store is maybe around two to 3%. So there's about 90 to 95% of people that just never buy it the first time they visit your store. So you as an owner, you want to use Facebook ads, use email marketing to retarget the customers that have left your store. And here you want to, you know, make sure that they know why they should buy from you. Maybe it's a price, maybe it's the website's not working, but at least you always want to advertise to them uh, to come back. And then the two campaigns that we'll be going over are the retargeting campaigns and then an add to cart campaign. So with the retargeting campaign, it really depends on how many days it takes for a customer to purchase from you. That is really data that you get from your own internal data. What we usually start off with is website visitors in the last 30 days. But what we recommend is testing, you know, different targeting timeframes, three days, seven days, 10 days, 30 days, 180 days even. But usually within the last 30 days, customers will make a purchase decision. In this add to cart strategy, we always wanna be asking yourself these few questions. You know, you want to find out why didn't they buy that first time? Is it the price? Maybe send them to compare page. If it's a price, you can always make a compare page on your store to show why your product is maybe more expensive, less expensive than a similar product in the same niche. Are they looking for more reviews or validation? Make sure your products have reviews. Maybe it needs a little a video review. How can you get those creatives or copy on your product pages? Maybe they just need to research the brand more right? They, you're a new brand. They don't know you. How can you help them over that hump? Especially when you're just so new and there's established brands that have a product that works. Basically, you want to design campaigns to help address these issues that do cause the customer to drop off. So for Ideas by Ariana, what we were focusing on for this sort of add to cart campaign, we were just focusing more on researching the brand more. Since we saw that this was a newer brand, what we really focused on was on the validation that she had on her store on where she was featured. So for Ideas by Ariana, 
our copy is very simple. We've seen this copy work really well. Looks like you forgot to check out. And then for the ad creatives, what we did here was we saw that the founder was on Fast Company, was on Fox News, was on BuzzFeed, was on Cosmo, and on Parade. So we used that social proof to put on the ads and show customers that dropped off to come back because you know our brand and the brand owner is reputable. For these type of creatives, half of it was on the social proof of the external ones, and then half of it was the products that they have. Another type of creator that we also made for Ariana for the retarget 30 day campaign. And this is users that have visited your website in the last 30 days, but didn't buy or add to cart or do anything you know, we want them to do. And we saw that for ideas by Ariana, we had a really good offer, which was winter free yoga mat every month. So we ran with that idea and told users that visited the store, but didn't you know, add to cart or purchase that they could win a free yoga mat. And this does two things for you as a business owner, you want to get their email address that way, then you could use your email marketing to retarget them. And then it puts them into a, an email list where you can potentially say, Hey, Kevin won this month, but here's 20% off to get your yoga mat one week only. So it gives you a chance to reconnect with that potential customer. So for the copy here, it's get a yoga mat that matches your personality ad copy, you know, winner for yoga mat. And then the headline for this ad is you're going to love these yoga mats. So a lot of the copy here that we made was very, you know, funny, fun, because this is sort of the type of brand that she portrays. So you want to use that sort of language throughout your whole ads. Kevin, I've got a, a good question. Maybe we could just take real quick while we're here from Andrea. So she asks, do you find that the ad optimized for impressions is more effective than the ad optimized for conversions in terms of generating sales? That's a good question. So we always want to optimize for conversions and that's usually purchase, even if your store is a new store. And the reason why is because when you're thinking about targeting, you always want to find people that are going to purchase versus people that just want to look at an ad. And in the beginning, it's always going to be more expensive, but as Facebook starts learning about who's buying your products, it's going to eventually get cheaper. And then that gives you the chance to create that lookalike audience I was telling you about before, which is yeah, potentially cheaper to uh, get customers back. And is there a call to action button on these like below or um, do you run these without them? Yeah. So for a lot of the, for these ads, we sometimes run them without call to actions, but yeah, you could do the learn more or you could do the shop now. But yeah, that's a good question too, because even when you're running these ads, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. You want to A-B test ads without the button and with the button. Because sometimes in the newsfeed, the more native or natural they look, the more clicks mm -hmm. they get versus some ads that look very ad -y. You've probably seen some and you're like, oh, this is an ad, I don't want to click on it. Versus something wow. that looks regular, you're like, oh, what is this? I'm interested. And then you forget that it's a sponsored ad. Yeah, it makes total sense. Cool, thank you. That's sort of like what we did for Ariana, but I want to talk a little bit more now here about some of the potential lookalikes that we can create. And these are extra audiences that I prepared for you guys. For cold targeting, you know, for the lookalikes, you know, we really want to do lookalikes based on previous customers, time spent on website. This is actually a new audience that Facebook gave us recently. And for here, you can find the top 10% of people that have stayed on your website and even the top 25%. We've seen these work really well for a lot of customers and that's something that we definitely want to try. Another big one is number of pages visited and number of pages visited tells us a lot because if we know that let's say a user's visited five, six pages, it means they're really interested in what we have 
So think about what creative or copy you can get used to make them buy. Say, hey, like we know that you're browsing around our website. Do you need something else? Do you want to call us? Do you want to know our shipping times? A lot of stuff that Facebook gives us, it's really dependent on the ad copy that you can give that user. That way it's a relevant message to them. Another thing that we could do is layer demographic data. And then as well for maybe for ideas, Mariana, another thing we want to try maybe is people that are married, newlyweds or newly engaged. And for here, the way you would think about it for this store is you would maybe make ad copy related to, hey, do a yoga course with your husband, do your, your course, course with your wife. Uh, and then think about targeting as a way to target your ad copy as well. And then again, a big one here is segmenting the men and women. Because, you know, for Ariana, it's a huge difference. So if you know that almost 80% of your customers are female, there's no point in wasting dollars towards men because they're not going to buy as likely as the female audience is. And then the last type of retargeting that we want to think about too here is the re-engagement strategy. And re-engagement is really big. For us here at Boymedia, because what we want to think about is after we want a customer, how can we get them to come back and buy again? And the reason why you really want to think about this too is because usually the first sale, you're just going to make a little bit of profit, but you make more profit on that second or third sale because you really want to think about what is that customer lifetime value, especially as the nowadays when Facebook ads are getting a little bit more expensive. For most of our clients, the first sale is not as profitable as it was a year ago, but that second and third sale is. So we really focus on re-engagement campaigns for existing customers. And two ways to think about it for Ideas Mariana are, you know, offer maybe a referral program. People love referral programs because they know that they'll win money and then their friends will then also be able to buy an item that they've referred and people feel good when they refer a product that's especially high quality and works. And another idea is, is show them upcoming mats, such as pre-ordered different colors that they get a first look to. People love being the first ones to buy something, like kind of like a Kickstarter type of campaign where it's like, hey, we have this you know, neon green, but since you're an existing customer, you're the first one that can buy it and you get it six months before anybody else can come, can come get it. And as well, maybe uh, show them future products that you might have or get their opinion on future products that you want to create for them. Yep, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin. Great job with the examples too. I think that really help, helps clarify things from start to finish, you know, what really goes into making a successful campaign. So let's um, go to some of the questions that came during your presentation. So a lot of them kind of have to do with testing your audience and making sure you have the right size of an audience. Maybe you can talk a little bit about whenever you've put that audience together, what's a good size of an audience as far as the experiment? that you want to run to make sure that you've got enough in, in there. Yeah. So for audiences, we want to run something similar to this audience I have on here between 1.5 million to 2 million people. And the reason why is because 2 million people, when you're doing your sort of conversion targeting, that will really hone that audience to maybe only about 500,000 to 600,000 because each objective um, is a sub segment of the overall audience size. So that's why we always pick about 1.5 to 2 million people. And then here, yeah, that's sort of what, at 2 million is usually what we, we, we decide here. And this also makes sense because when you make a lookalike audience, the audience size that Facebook does give you is about 2.1 million people. So that's sort of, you know, where we also get that as well. 
Got it. Okay, great. So good. So that kind of addresses audience size. We're getting kind of a number of questions about daily budget, especially when you're testing something out. One person here says they've been using $35 as a budget that they're working with, and they're not really seeing much results there. What's your advice on starting with a budget, you know, starting small and then building up? What's your advice and process for that? The daily budget is a good question. So how we think about budget here is we try to figure out essentially what are your cost of goods? So let's say you're selling an item for $60 and you want to pay $30 of conversions. That way you get about 2x, essentially 2x return on Facebook, right? So the daily budget, we would say minimum would be at least three to five times that target cost that you want to spend. So between 90 to you know 150 a day. And that's sort of how we think of budgeting uh, on daily budgets. It really depends on the product you want to sell and you know how much money you want to make on that product. Okay, great. We have a couple questions here, kind of referencing the Facebook pixel. One question is, you know, if I have products in different niches, should I have a different pixel for each niche? And someone else was just asking in general how the pixel works as far as interfacing with your website, how retargeting actually works technically, if you want to talk a little bit about the Facebook pixel and how that works. Okay, yeah. So the Facebook Pixel, it's basically a piece of code that Facebook gives you. So when you create an ad account, you have the option to also create a Pixel and it's a unique ID that's tied to your account, basically your own personal Facebook account. And what you do with it is just place it in the header or the footer of your website. And what that does is every time there's a visitor, essentially they get a cookie on their browser. So now Facebook Pixel reads that cookie and just sends you that data back internally. And then Facebook knows because it, the pixel is timestamped on when they visited. So then this allows you to create audiences based on time. So you can do, you know, one day retargeting, three day retargeting, seven day retargeting, or even, you know, 180 day retargeting. That's actually the max amount of, de- of days. Is it possible to have a different pixel for, for each niche or do you just get one pixel per website? We've heard both, but what we like to do is just one pixel per website. And the reason why is because if you have one store, then one pixel per your store. But if you do have another store, then you want a new pixel. So there's kind of two separate ways. So if you have two stores, two pixels, but even one store that sells many different products, uh, we say is just use one pixel because you want that one store to have all the data and have all the customer data given to you. Then what you would do if you actually are selling products in different niches is just create an audience on Facebook based on you know URLs. So let's say you have, you know, kevin.com slash yoga mats, kevin.com slash water bottles. You would then segment your users based on the pages that they visited. Got it. Okay. Good question here. What about using part of your budget to cross market on Instagram or through Facebook Messenger? You have those options, right? Whenever you're sending it out, what's your recommendation as far as that? Do, Do you use that? Does it influence the success of the ad in any way? Yeah. So when we're doing, when you're doing pure cold audiences, the two placements that we usually always click are just going to be the Facebook feeds and the Instagram feeds. And that's sort of because for a cold audience, you really want to show your ads on like the premium placements on Facebook. And then when you're retargeting, that's when you really want to do, you know, messenger ads, instant article ads, because now when you're retargeting, you just want to show your ad or creative anywhere to remind them to come back. But on the cold, we usually always pick just 
the feeds, which is Instagram feed and then the news feed. And additionally, you could try the new feeds as stories as well. We've seen those work really well too. But for those creatives, you really want to have a creative that says swipe up. That way people know what to do. All right, great. Uh, use case question here. David wonders, how do I warm up my Facebook pixel to optimize a second product I'm selling? He says he currently has a winning product, a film he directed. Way to go, David. Selling about 20K a month. And he has a second product line in his store, which are canvas prints. So he wants to know, do I designate something different at the campaign level of the Facebook ad account so the pixel knows to go after canvas buyers versus DVD buyers? So for this, we definitely separated by campaigns. That way, the campaign optimization knows what you're looking to do. We would combine those two products into one campaign. So whenever you have a new product, even for just self-organization, we would just say, to separate it as a new campaign. And also because a lot of the optimization now happens on the campaign level and on the ad set level. So any sort of tweaking will be stored on, on there versus you know transferring to another campaign, especially that's winning. And yeah, if, if you have a campaign that's winning, and you want to test a new product, just do a new one. You don't want to mess up what's potentially working. Got it. All right, let's take one more question. We're talking about you know how to be successful. What about whenever ads are just not generating conversions at all? They kind of want to know what made them not work, when and how do you decide to pull the plug? Is it after a couple of days or when to you is kind of a clear sign that an ad campaign is just not gonna, it's just not gonna happen for you? <laughs> this is a good question. I'll explain to you kind of how we judge our ads here. So for at a minimum, let's say, you know, like I said, three to five times your CPA target daily. So let's say your target CPA is $30. You'd run it for 150 for at least three days. And what you're gonna be looking for here, especially since you're doing a lot of, we're doing a lot of e-commerce, is look at what we call middle metrics. What are middle metrics for us? Are, did it get any ads to carts? Did it get any, any initiate checkout? Those are the two key metrics that will tell you if an ad or audience is going to be a winner for you. And let's say you spend the 450 for three days and you have zero ads to carts, zero initial checkouts, then this is a bad one. Just kill it completely. But if you're seeing, for example, you know, 100 ads to carts, 80 initial checkouts, and then no purchases, that means that, hey, this audience is winning, but maybe there's something in the checkout that's stopping them. You know, double check. Is, your, is it actually working your, your checkout funnel? That's kind of how we think about it is we look at the, what is that metric that will tell us that something kind of can work and that's usually initiate checkout for us. Okay. All right. Great. All right, Kevin, thank you so much. Great insight. Really appreciate it. We, we still have a lot of questions that came in that unfortunately we couldn't get to, but this is definitely a hot topic for store owners. So Kevin, be great. Maybe we can do this again sometime and uh, explore uh, maybe another facet of, of Facebook advertising, but thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, if you have questions, you can just email me, Kevin at Boy Media, and I'll try to help out. And thank you, Frank, for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening.